Hey everyone, it's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the market for Monday, July 17th, where we saw the major indexes extend their gains. Things are looking pretty strong, Justin, but are the indexes getting too extended now to where it's not a good idea to be buying mm -hmm. in the short term? Right. And I mean, look, today we were still getting breakouts. So, you know, you, you could be looking at those and saying, hey, you know, opportunities are still presenting themselves. So we'll kind of address the question whether you should be taking those opportunities or not. And to help us out, we'll take a look at Chipotle, AAON, and also Airbnb. We'll revisit that. That was one that Great. we talked about a, a few weeks ago. Sounds like a plan, Justin. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ up nine-tenths of a percent today. The S&P up four-tenths of a percent and the Dow up two-tenths of a percent. But Outpacing the other indexes was the Russell 2000. So small caps up some 1.1% today. But if we look at the NASDAQ where we closed, we are now 8.1% above the 50-day moving average. So is that around when we might expect a pullback? You know, a lot of times um, that that is what happens. And a lot of times we can also go up further. So rather than kind of, you know, get ahead of it and say, okay, well, I'm just going to sell everything and wait for the pullback. Right. Uh, a lot of times it's a good idea to see how much more you can get out of it. Uh, certainly one of the indicators that you can look for is a reversal, which look, Friday had reversal type tendencies, downside reversal type tendencies. The one thing that I would mention about Friday was that it wasn't a very big spread from the high to the low. And usually when you get a more significant or relevant uh, downside reversal, you usually see a lot of price discovery. It goes kind of way up there and then comes crashing back. And we just didn't see that on Friday. So look, we're making more progress. And I think, you know, taking that big picture look at the weekly chart on the NASDAQ, you know, it's obvious that something has changed here. Um, not only are we getting this nice rally off the bottom, we have had some tight areas. We have had that pullback that we had a, a few weeks ago to the 21 day moving average line. It just couldn't keep this market down. And even better, what we're seeing now is that breadth continuing to improve uh, today. I mean, we had like a, about a two to one on the NASDAQ, um, you know, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, you know, for the for the NYSE, uh, it, it wasn't quite two to one, but it was still advancers well outpacing decliners. Um, and if we look at GMIAB on MarketSmith uh, on the daily, you can see how the the trend here has improved um, for, you know, it was it was a little bit down on Friday. But today, you're going to see that kind of continue to remain above that overall mm -hmm. downtrend. Um, so we broke above that. And if we can keep that trend going in the right direction for that advanced decline line, I think that just speaks for more improvement in the breadth and for the general market and making it easier to make money in your stocks. Right. And regarding your point of if we're expecting a pullback, should we be locking in profits? Should we be holding I mean, a lot of that has to do with the kind of market that we're in. If we are in the early stages of a significant bull market, we want to be keeping our positions right. as long as we're not seeing sell signals triggered. We're not down uh, big on our core positions or anything like that. But if you have nice profits and you're not seeing those big red flags on an individual stock level or the market level, then it seems like we want to try to see if we can get these to work, if they can be those true market leaders that can make a huge difference in our portfolio this year.
Yeah, I mean, the power of compounding is incredible. And so when you get these gains in some of these true market leaders and they just build on themselves, uh, it, it really can make life-changing uh, you know, portfolio uh, increases. So that's, that's what we're after. Now, in terms of when you might be selling or you know, taking, you know, locking in some profits, a lot of that is going to come down to your time horizon. Are you more of a short-term trader, in which case you might be using some of these shorter-term moving averages, like the 10-day moving average line or the 21-day moving average line? If you're a long-term trader, you might be switching to a 50-day line or a 200-day line. So again, a lot of this depends on what type of trader you are, but you know, you do have to recognize when we get to these extended levels, you right. want to be tempering your buying because generally what's going to happen is a, a pullback could be around the corner and you don't want to be buying and increasing your exposure at the wrong time because what can easily happen is if you're buying extended a normal pullback can shake you out because you still have to have those risk management rules and if you get shaken out a lot of times it can be hard to buy those stocks back so your timing might be a little bit off but if you don't buy the stocks back because you're a little bit dejected from having some losses or whatever um, you know then that kind of compounds the problem mm -hmm. so you want to just try and still be disciplined with your buying Ideally, if you had been, you know, kind of starting your ramp up, maybe in uh, April and especially May, uh, took advantage a little bit more from that June pullback that we had to the 21 day moving average line. Well, then you're in a different position. But if you're just starting to say, you know what, maybe this market is doing something, right. I better, you know, go from all cash to all invested. It's those type of moves that we really try and avoid the all in or all out type type situation. Exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. Well said, Justin. So we'll keep an eye on things. And we've got some pretty notable earnings reports coming later this week. We're going to have yeah. Tesla. We're going to have Netflix. Those could have an impact on the broad market action. So we may need to adjust from there. We'll have to see mm -hmm. what what happens when they report. Which, uh, yeah. speaking of, it's going to be really interesting to have Tom Sosnoff of Tasty Live on the podcast around that time. Yeah, so it's I, I'm really looking forward to it. He is just such a such a genius serial entrepreneur. So it's going to be a great conversation. It is, and that'll be dropping Thursday morning, first thing, investors.com/slash/podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, moving on. Let's take a look at the other indexes. Here's the S&P 500. It too, perhaps getting a, a little bit stretched doesn't mean it can't go up more. We know that uh, right now it's about 5.3% above the 50 day line. Uh, ahead of the last pullback, it was some 6% above the 50 day line at the close of 615. So a little bit more than that intraday, those two couple of days in mid June. Thoughts on the S&P, Justin? Yeah, again, you take a look at this weekly chart, um, you know, crossing that 4,500 level, I think was an important thing. Um, we're, we're, we're getting up there to, you know, all time highs, you know, it really isn't that far away. You can kind of see that we poked a little bit above there at the end of 2021. Um, after, you know, what was surprisingly a strong 2021 for the S&P 500, even though a lot of growth stocks took a dive like Arc K for instance, you know, representing, you know, some of that more speculative growth, mm. um, the S&P 500 was still rallying into highs uh, during that time. And look, for as bad as the bear market might have felt, 
we, we, we often were saying, look, you got to remember that, you know, the sun will come out. It'll be, you know, bright days again. You don't want to just say, I'm taking all my toys going home and I'm never playing again because uh, the market recovers. And when it does, there's a lot of opportunities. And so, um, you know, it doesn't mean we're going straight up from here, but we are seeing more and more of those opportunities present themselves. And like what Joe Fami was talking about on IBD Live, he's a favorite of our podcast uh, guests. He was on IBD Live today and he was talking about, we've also got this theme with AI mm -hmm. that's also kind of driving a lot of innovation. So there's a lot of reasons to be bullish overall, even if on the short term, you might not be doing aggressive buying. Yes. And we want to take a look at blue chips and small caps. So here's a look at the Dow still seeing that pesky 345 level serving as some resistance here, it looks like, but it's still on the verge of a breakout potentially. Yeah. And, and I think that the biggest thing here is that the Dow isn't, you know, while it's not doing nearly as strong as the NASDAQ or the S&P 500, it's not breaking down. It's not like these things are just getting clobbered. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll accept flat action from the Dow. I, <laughs> you know, it doesn't bother me that much right. because the NASDAQ and S&P 500 are both rowing in the mm -hmm. same direction. And now we've got the Russell 2000 that also is having a lot more participation. So yes. if you look at IWM, that had a recent breakout um, above a cup with handle. And, you know, again, this was this was really clobbered, you know, after the Silicon Valley Bank, uh, you know, failure. Uh a lot of a lot of regional banks are in here in the Russell 2000, and it was really struggling. But it seems to be putting a lot of that behind it and ready to you know ready to make make a move. So the fact that you have three of the four major indexes all rowing in the same direction, and you know what? Let's go ahead and add MDY on there. Just there we go. Yeah, mid, the mid caps. caps. Um, Don't leave you, you out. Know, yeah. The, the, these are also participating. So yeah. the fact that the Dow is kind of flattish, you know what? Everything else is kind of rolling in the same direction. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you have one one yeah. week or. <laughs> right, exactly. And we're still going to look at it because money can rotate. Money, yeah, money can rotate into these different areas. So and look, the, it was the Dow that started, you know, yeah, the, you know everything Dow from that October it. low. Uh, it was all about yeah. the Dow and all the strength there, but that mm -hmm. quickly changed in January. And um, that's that's really the change we wanted to see. We really didn't want to see the Dow lead us through this mm -hmm. whole thing. It's much better to see uh, that growth is coming on. And you know, while we're talking about growth, let's also just mention FFTY, which is the IBD50. Uh, this is run by Innovator, and you know, uh, a phenomenal day you know, for growth, 3% gain nearly uh, on, on the IBD 50. So you're getting growth, participating a lot more, and uh, that bodes well. And look, for as strong as the NASDAQ composite was and the NASDAQ 100, uh, QQEW, you know, that did even better. It was up over mm. a percent um, for QQEW. And again, this just kind of speaks to the fact that the equal weighted NASDAQ 100 uh, which was underperforming because it was the Magnificent Seven that was just dominating. Um, it's it's spread out a lot more, and we've had a lot of days. Last week was a really great week, and we had a lot of days where QQEW was doing better than the Nasdaq yes. 100. So um, a, a lot a lot of that breadth is helping in that regard. Right. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see when the NASDAQ 100 rebalance happens, ultimately what that does to the performance of QQQ. Is it going to 
make it match a little bit more closely with QQEW? Is that going to hurt it? Is it going to help it to have less of the, the mega cap techs? Because those were really the ones driving the conversation in the first, you know, four, five, mm -hmm. six months of the year. It's really only been recently that we've been starting to see that breadth broaden in a significant way and carry on the torch. So I think that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But as a reminder, as much as we're spending the time talking about the market in general, uh, what's really going to make the difference in your portfolio, a lot of times is those individual stocks. Or look, if you're playing the ETFs, then this stuff is, is really important if you're playing market ETFs. But in general, it's the individual stocks that are really going to do the heavy Juice. lifting for your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you're looking at your own performance, getting that feedback from the market, am I in the right stuff? Or do I need to be uh, rotating along with the market into what's working now? So true. And when it comes to IEBD staffers, some plays more weight on the, the market action than others, but uh, no doubt it's those individual leaders that it, it's so important. No, no matter how much or little you're paying attention to every tick on the index level, which I don't think it can hurt to be aware right. <laughs> of, uh, of where we're at. There is, there is a good amount of correlation there. So as we started out the conversation, in terms of making new buys right here at this juncture, there are going to be stocks that aren't as correlated to the market, but it, it always helps when you have that wind at your back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the more oars rowing in the same direction, uh, the better it is for your boat. We will take it. Okay, let's take a look at Chipotle, which had a great day. CMG up three and a half a percent. It had a very orderly pullback to converging moving averages. And you know what, Justin? Volume was pretty decent today. Yeah. And look, the, the thing here is, uh, let's just take a step back to the weekly chart. Um, and when you when you look at that, you can kind of see that it really was a pause that allowed these moving average lines to catch up. And we, we love that type of action. So uh, when you when you get that, it, you know, kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Again, those moving averages stack together. And while, you know, if we look at the daily again, while this isn't quite a breakout, you know, we did get that nice bounce. So you could say early entry using a downward trend line, you drew that perfectly. Um, you know, very strong move. Now, should this be bought? Well, it depends on what else you have in your portfolio. This might be a little bit of a slower mover. So that's why it's important to take a look at that weekly chart, that monthly chart even to kind of see, hey, is this the one that has the most oomph behind it? But the other thing to just note, and you said this at the beginning, Allie, earnings season is coming. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's starting very heavy this week. It's just going to get heavier and heavier. Um, and, you know, Chipotle is coming in and in, in next week, nine days. So that's something that you really want to be aware of. Given the speed at which this moves, do you think you have enough time to get enough cushion on this one? And whereas, you know, you might say, well, gosh, you know, it's Chipotle, it doesn't move that much. Look at the last few earnings. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a big move on that last earnings uh, an announcement and maybe not so much on this, um, the one, I mean, 5% is still nothing mm -hmm. to sneeze at, but then, you know, the, the one before, you know, and the one before, big 14, gap up. 15%. So, mm -hmm. you know, be aware of what happens to the stock that you're looking at around earnings and, you know, think to yourself, can I get a cushion in that time? And then when you get the 
Um, when you get closer to that earnings report, you might start looking at the options market and saying, hey, what is the expected return? And you know, do I have enough cushion to hold on to this stock right. given how volatile the mm -hmm. expectation in the options market is for, for an earnings move right. in either direction? So true. And ultimately, I think traders need to determine what uh, their risk tolerance is and what Absolutely. strategy mm -hmm. best fits their personality. Maybe they are willing to buy closer to earnings and, and take on a, a little bit of risk, knowing the risks. I think mm -hmm. that that's important. Know the risks and know where you're wrong, know when to get out, have a stop plan in place. So absolutely, we have that going for us. Mm -hmm. Next on our list, we want to take a look at AAON, a breakout today. Looks pretty textbook to me, Justin. Maybe it would have been nice to see volume a little bit stronger, but a pretty decent looking cup with handle here and nice price action on the day. Yeah, and you might think to yourself, gosh, you know, AC and heating products. I mean, how how exciting is that? What's new? What's innovative there? I mean, that's not something that they're probably putting AI into, right? And that's all the buzz. Yeah. But when you consider, if you look at like ITB or XHB, which is the, the home builders and construction, US construction, um, this has been a nice move in these ETFs. And when you're doing a construction boom, what are you going to need in there? You're going to need those HVAC units. So that's where AAON comes in. Um, and as you said, this is a pretty picture perfect pattern here. It's not too deep. You know, you hover over that pattern recognition and it gives you the stats, only an 18% depth to that cup, 9% handle, uh, very orderly looking. Um, it just so happened that the buy point was right around a round number of 100. Uh, that kind of gives you an extra reason to be excited about this. Um, so yeah, and look, you've got some time, right? 17 days until earnings on this one. So I think there's a lot of things that look good about this. Um, not too far extended from its 50 day moving average line or 21 day moving average line. So if, if I'm if I'm feeling the need to add exposure, this can be a way to kind of diversify outside of tech. We've been really focused on the computer software enterprise stocks, the semiconductors, um, you know, and, and, and such. So this can be a way to kind of diversify a little bit outside of that. But again, you have to keep that overall market in, in, in mind, because if that does start to you know come down a little bit and digest the gains that we've had a lot of times it's going to affect you know pretty much everything so you just have to be aware of that and you know trade accordingly have those stops in place just in case your timing is off mm -hmm. and last but not least we want to take a look at airbnb extending its gains today up another 1.4 percent it's been on the move in recent weeks, Justin, and I think this is a great example of the nuances of buy points and pattern recognition because technically this is in a buy zone above that left side high just above 144. Yeah. And just because pattern recognition says it's in a buy zone doesn't mean you have to take the trade, right? You always have that um, that freedom to you know, use it as a guide, but you might have other reasons. Uh, and this is where humans are still, they have an advantage over the computers for now. Um, you know, drawing a light, a nice little line around 130, 128.96 is, is where your line is there. But you can see that right around 130, it hit a couple times. And that even went back further to mm -hmm. back in September of 2022. And, you know, you, you can kind of take that line pretty far back. Um, 
So it, it, it hit it a number of times. So that was really, when we were analyzing this before, that was kind of our line in the sand. And you can see that that line was an important level of support, became an important level of resistance. Um, so that's, that's my line. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have Airbnb. And if I still want to take, um, you know, participate in a move here, rather than buying it as it crosses 144, I'm going to wait and see if it can pause here, make another consolidation, make another handle. Because remember, this thing has gone up from 103 all the way up to 145 now in just a matter of a little bit over a month. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it deserves to digest that. It had that little digestion around 130, but you know, given that type of move, it deserves a little bit more of a digestion. So I think it's perfectly fine to wait on this, wait for a pullback, wait for another opportunity so that it's just not as, extent, as extended from that 21 day and that right. 50 day moving average line. But exactly. I think it's still worth watching. You don't yes. want you know, you to just say, oh, I missed it, forget it. I'm never gonna look at it again because a lot of times these leaders will give you multiple opportunities. So true. And just to expand on your point, Justin, something that's helpful for me is even if something looks actionable from a uh, price move, clearing resistance, a a reversal or, or whatever, it's always good to see where that stock is trading in relation to the 21 day and the 50 day to see how comfortable you are if you do get a pullback to the 21 day. Yeah. Would you be able to withstand that? Stomach buying, it. Yeah. How, yeah. how comfortable would you be yeah. if that happened? Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes that you might want to put a dollar amount. Okay. How much money mm-hmm. would I be losing from here uh, in dollars if, if that happens? Because sometimes that makes it a little bit more real for you. Um, generally, we want to stick with percentage, you know, percentage terms, but sometimes it's, it's too tempting to look at the dollar amount, either on the good side or the bad side. And that can, that can sway you. So just know ahead of time, whether that's going to get into a range that's going to affect you emotionally. Uh, a, a great idea, Allie. No, great point, Justin. That is it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IABD Live with the Tuesday crew. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IABD Live for all the details on that. David Ryan's going to be joining us as he does every Tuesday. So looking forward to getting his thoughts on where we are at. So we will see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.